Mr. Reynoso's fourth most favorite student of all time. This week, our guests are Kian Gajavi and Ben Ryan. On today's episode, we are discussing lowering the age of voting. Those philosophers Tom Hobbs, Thomas Hobbs, and John Locke, and our back to school barbecue. And now, here's your host, Mr. Reynoso. All right. Thank you. After a week off, we're back. And thank you, Julian. Excellent job. Now you may enjoy your lifesaver. There you go. That's his payment for, for doing this. So, um, so yeah, so we've got our topics. I want to thank you guys for uh, no passes this week. Usually we pick, we pick names from the, from the sticks, and uh, I get a few passes before I get someone who says, I want to be a guest. And right off the bat, we've got our guests and our, and our, and our uh, announcer. So uh, here we are. Keon, Ben, uh, let's, let's, get off, let's start off... Uh, Let's start off with the, uh, the, the back-to-school barbecue. Let's start off with something fun. Okay, uh, how was the back-to-school barbecue for you, Keon? It was extremely fun. What were some of the things you did besides dance? Uh, wow. I know it was a long time ago. So it was last was week. All right, so the first thing that everyone did, or well, at least what I did, was I did the 30 minutes for my shift on, uh, I did ball toss, and that was really fun, mm -hmm. helping the little kids show how to throw uh, little balls into the bucket. And then uh, there was, after that, after the 30-minute shift, then uh, it was my free time. And then your free time. And how did you, how did you... Uh Take uh, take advantage of your free time at the barbecue. Just talking to everybody, hanging out, run, running, playing tag. Yeah, I noticed that, that. I'm surprised there weren't more injuries. The, the amount of <laughs> people out there and and you know and running and all. Yeah. all right, Ben, how about you? How was your back to school barbecue experience? Pretty fun. Uh huh. I thought the games would. I the games were a lot more fun than I thought they would be. Well, how so? Like they were. I thought it would just be like really boring. You just sitting around and like taking tickets from kids, but it was more but fun. What were the games that you were? That you I were did the of? the shooting game. The shooting the, game, or the 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 duck duck, duck, duck shoot duck, game. Duck shoot. And how was that game? It was pretty fun. Me and Diego M did it. So. Okay. And then uh, did you? Uh, besides running the games, did you partake in any of the games? I actually, didn't. You didn't. No, no. donut. No donut race. No. How about you, Keon? No, donors? no, I didn't. All know. right. Was there? A, uh, did any eighth? All right. Let's see. Show of hands. Any eighth graders participate in the donut race? Okay, we got a, we got a few. All right. Um, will the person who thinks that they were the 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 master donut eater keep your hand up? Everyone else, put your hand up. Oh, we have uh, ah. We've got two people. We've got Nathan and and our announcer today, Julian, both raising their hands, saying they are the donut master. Um, so we need to figure out, class, are we going to Thomas Hobbs it or John Lockett? How should we do it? Hands up for Thomas Hobbs it. We did John Lockett. Hands up for uh, John Lockett. All right, so, that, so let's, uh, let's, we'll, we'll give the power to the people. Um, who in our studio audience here, which is, by, by the way, the best looking studio audience in podcast history. Give yourselves a hand. Um, all right, so how should we, we've got a dilemma. The question was, uh, 
who was the donut race master, and we had two students who kept their hands up. How can we solve this dilemma? Any, any suggestions from the studio audience? Uh, Dylan Nunley, uh, state, what city are you from, Dylan? Dylan from Sacramento, everyone, give him a hand. All right. <laughs> Dylan, uh, now, I'm going to be repeating what you say because it might not be picked up from our, or from our expansive uh, radio equipment here. Uh, how can we solve this problem between uh, Julian and Nathan? If we had people running the games, they could, like, give us eyewitness accounts. Okay. And uh, Ben Fernandez, uh, what, uh, say, uh, I'm sorry, state your name and city that you're from. Uh, I'm Ben Fernandez from Sacramento. Ben Fernandez from Sacramento, California. Uh, ben, how can we solve this dilemma? Mr. Reynoso buys the whole class of donuts, and we watch those two hork it down. Oh, wow. So I buy, I purchase donuts. That's interesting. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I cannot uh, call on any of the, the two that are debating over whether they are the masters or not. I'm going to leave this up to the people. Uh, did we have any other suggestions? Any other suggestions? So, um, all, right, all right, let's go to our guests here. Ben, uh, Keon, how can we solve this? How can we figure out who is the donut master in, in the class of 2019? Anyone who witnessed it, please come forward. Oh, so, so, there was, so were, you, were you saying that was there an actual competition between Nathan and Julian? Yeah. And were you there to witness this, Ben? I, I don't remember. You, I think Julian told me. Oh, oh, so you're gonna, we're going to take Julian's word on who won. Right. Keon, were you there to witness this? No, but I both heard Nathan's and, Nathan's and Julian's word. Okay, did, now did Nathan and Julian have... See, this is kind of exciting. We're, only, we're already five minutes into the episode, and we've got drama, intrigue, controversy, conspiracies even. Huh. That's like, that's a great thing about podcasts. I'm telling you, this is fun. All right, uh, state your name and what city you're from. Alin from Garcia, and I'm from Sacramento. Alin from Garcia. Alin from Sacramento, California. Come Garcia. Well, he is from Garcia, but still from Sacramento, California. Alin, what do you have as a suggestion how we can solve this? Well, I watched the race. Oh, we, ladies and gentlemen, an actual eyewitness account. I was uh, running Duck Duck Shoot, but I glanced over and saw that Julian and Nathan were head to head eating their donut, and Nathan's donut fell to the ground. <laughs> right, which I think made him stop and lose the game. All right, so he was uh, running the duck duck shoot game over off the grassy knoll, and uh, maybe his uh, maybe his maybe was your line of sight uh, at all impaired at all? Direct. Okay, this is this is this is getting good. This is getting good. And uh, state your name and city that you're from. I'm Maddie. I'm from Sacramento. Maddie from Sacramento, everyone. And Maddie, what uh, what can you tell us about this? I was running the game. Uh, all right, so we have the actual person who was running it. See, this is better than the JFK conspiracies. Much you know, better. The, 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 the class of 2000, this will go down in history, the great donut conspiracy of 2000, of the class yeah, of 2019. All right, Maddie, uh, I may be repeating what you say so our studio audience, or, and the millions listening at home can follow along. Uh, what, what can you tell us? Um, well, I was running Nathan's donut at the time, but... Um, Spent a lot of time chasing it. Uh, they were pretty close the whole entire competition. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Uh, uh, name and city that you're from. Emma oh my God. from Sacramento, California. Ladies and gentlemen, Emma from Sacramento. <laughs> Wonderful. A lot, of, a lot of people from Sacramento in our studio audience. I like that. And Emma, what can you tell us about this this controversy? Uh, I was also running the game with Maddie, and so I was <laughs> controlling the wheel, 
made it really hard, and I do believe that Nathan's dropped to the ground. Okay, now my question to the, all right, so we have donuts dropping to the ground, and I don't know what the rules that we have for this donut race, but I'm thinking, um, did they, do you know if they had the same type of donut? Like, was one going for a glazed and one going for a powder? We have to say, so that we have to keep that constant. I have a feeling, um, I'm sorry, but I think what we're going to have to do sometime next week is we're going to have to reenact the, the, the contest. And, the, and to keep it consistent, because Mrs. Church would appreciate the scientific uh, nature of this, we have to have the same people holding the donuts and possibly the same type of donut. So I'm going to do some investigation off, you know, after the show is done, after we get it all edited and, and sent out to the millions of people. But uh, we're going we're gonna to try and recreate, and we'll have everyone uh, here in the studio. I'll invite everyone to the studio audience to that competition. How does that sound? I thought it was going to be a lighthearted topic, and it turned out to be controversial. So, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's go to uh, voting age. Uh, in our junior scholastic, one of the things we talked about was lowering the voting age. And they talked about in uh, Berkeley, California, they lowered the voting age to 16 on local elections. So I want to get your, the, your opinion on the possibility of them lowering the voting age in Sacramento for local elections. If you're in favor of this idea, against the idea, and give me your reasons why you feel that way. So either one of you want to go first. You got this, Keon. All right, uh, Keon, uh, you've, you've, been, you've been volunteered to go first. What, what are your opinions on lowering the voting age? For lowering the voting age, when it comes to like big elections, like the presidential, mm -hmm. the, the governor, or the mayor, even the mayor, mm -hmm. I think that, no, I don't think that's a really good idea. Okay, why not? What, now, I can understand uh, the presidential because there might be some states that don't want you having a say in that, or maybe even uh, gubernatorial because they're... You know, that that's still a pretty big one. But why not mayor? Why maybe? Why not mayor? Or do you change your mind on that? Hmm. I know that I think local elections like uh, would be okay mm -hmm. because it's their local neighborhood and their local because it's the mayor which is in charge of the city and then there's all the the, local, the city council the city council. Mm -hmm. So I think the city council would be possibly okay because. It's in their own neighborhoods, and teenagers, especially teenagers, could. Uh, okay, I and, and I agree with that. So, um, Ben, let's get before I put you on the spot. Ben, your opinions on lowering the voting age for local elections? Uh, I agree with Keon. Like for the like the president and the governors, uh, they like teenagers won't really know what's going on, like okay. with, like other countries and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like with the city council and the mayor, it like kind of affects them directly. So. I think they should lower it for that. Okay, now I'm going to put both of you on the spot. Do you know which district you live in? It's a number. 17. Uh, district 17, very humbuggious uh, of you. Uh, uh, you pick a number. You, you say, I think I live in district, and then say a number. I think I live in district... By the way, District 17 is incorrect, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. District. That, I think that's something that... Three. Th that could be true. That could be true. You might live in District 3. I don't know exactly where you live, um, but I think that's... that's if, if you... I think if you firmly believe that you should be allowed to vote when you're 16, uh, you better know which district you live in because there's uh, city council members for each specific district. Like I said, my district... Uh, my city uh, council district uh, 
person is uh, Jay Shaner, and he watch, he's over Curtis Park, Oak Park, Land Park, and Hollywood Park. So he kind of watches over all of those neighborhoods. Or not watches over, but kind of is in charge of making sure things are, are going okay. So, uh, so there's that. All right, now, the hot button issue. Here we go. What every teenager is talking about these days, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's huge. Uh, Thomas Locke and John Hobbes. Okay, first off, what did you put as your answer on the test? The, the, the test, for those of you, uh, the millions of people listening at home and the students in the class who have yet to answer that question. Thomas Hobbes, what did I say? Did I say Thomas Locke? Thomas Locke and John Hobbes. That's exactly not what I meant, so thank you for correcting nice me. Going. Ladies and gentlemen, our announcer, Julian from, and what city, Julian? Elk Grove. Elk Grove, all the way from Elk Grove. I believe, uh, I believe he drove the furthest here, so he's gonna be winning a, a year's supply of, uh, I don't know, Post-its and Sharpies? Yeah. Anyway. All right, so. Thomas Hobbes and John Locke, thank you, I'm sorry about that. Um, so what did you put as an answer for that one, Keon? For the compare and contrast to, I was about to make the same mistake as you did. Okay. John Locke and Thomas Hobbes, all right, so for John Locke and Thomas Hobbes, the, the similarity between is that they both believe that the people should have a relationship with the government. Yeah. But the difference is that Thomas Hobbes believed that did I get that right? Yeah, you said Thomas. Wait, wait, let's check. Julian, correct? Yes. All right, all right. Our, our, our so, judges say correct. So Thomas Hobbes um, believed that men, men, humankind were... Yeah, just, just the humans. Human, yeah. Humans were naturally selfish, naturally make bad decisions, and that a good, strong leader, like monarch, mm -hmm. a monarch, mm -hmm. With that would uh, make all the decisions okay. would be the best government. Okay, so that's uh, that's uh, Thomas Hobbes, John Locke. What was his what was his philosophy, Ben? Uh, I think he said that uh, all citizens are important and they should have a say in government. Okay. And then I think he also said that uh, there are like basic rights, uh, the right to live, the right to. Uh, own property and the right to liberty. Okay, exactly. He said the, the government has to like be responsible for uh, providing those rights. Okay, uh, and which one do you think we based uh, our American government on? If we had if we had to pick one, we base it on uh, uh, Thomas Hobbes or John Locke. John Locke. John Locke. Um, which one do you agree with? If you had to pick one, which one would you agree with? John Locke. And then? John Locke. Okay, studio audience, hands up. You have to pick one. Uh, Thomas Hobbes. Okay, John Locke. Okay, Thomas Hobbes says that 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 uh, humans are naturally evil and greedy and and whatnot. So here's what I would like to know: If on Monday you walked up to the classroom and I didn't come in here, and there was a giant bowl of candy on each desk, what would happen? Everyone would start eating the candy. A little louder so millions of people can hear you. Everyone would start eating the candy. How would you describe the scene? Savage. If there's no teacher in here. Well, it's probably going to be like like half the class just eating it, and half the class are just going to be like just standing there. Or like there's going to be like ten kids that are just standing there confused, and there's going to be the other like five kids that that just don't want to eat the candy. Okay. 
How about if we show up on Monday and we don't have a schedule and I have nothing planned, it's all up to you. What would happen then? Probably wouldn't get very much work done. Describe what the, describe what the class would be like then. Probably there would be a bunch of people around the instruments just like playing jibber-jabber on it. <laughs> okay. Or there's going to be people socializing like what every class does when a teacher's not around. Okay. Or... <laughs> So does that um, does that mean that that this class doesn't have what it takes to get itself organized and get some work done on its own? I think it does, but I feel that they wouldn't really want to. What's the all right? It's it's really easy when we're looking at this to kind of almost villainize uh, Thomas Hobbes' philosophy. What's the best thing we can take from what Thomas Hobbes believed? I mean, are humans, are humans uh, naturally selfish and greedy and evil? Not that much evil, but some, some are pretty selfish. A little louder? Some are pretty selfish? Yeah. So you're saying if when you show up, there is a, a box of donuts in the back of the room um, that some people may take more than their share? Probably. So is there any truth to what Thomas Hobbes said? Yeah. Okay. So how do we use that to, how do we use that, not just in the classroom, but in society then? Because can all, well, can all people be trusted to have an equal say? That's my, why not? Can all, can all people trusted have an equal say? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's pretty difficult. Like, your, do, are your opinions as well thought out as, say, an eighth grader, you know, at Sacred Heart? Or, or an eighth grader in uh, Berkeley, California? Or in Atlanta, Georgia? Hmm. See, so this is, the, this is the thing that I want you guys to think about. And so, like, um, but it's important to know the difference between those two. So if nothing else... That, I'm hoping the students who have yet to answer that question on their test now have a better idea of what to answer on that. So uh, we've got uh, Kinder Buddies. Last thing before we go, we got Kinder Buddies coming next week. Who's your Kinder Buddy, Keon? I think it's Chloe. Chloe and Ben. Who is yours? I got Ben McCool. Ben McCool. Now, what's a, there's a funny story about you and your and your Kinder Buddies. What is it? Uh, well, me and Quinn last year. I had Luke McCool, and last year Quinn had Ben McCool. And now we're switched. Okay. And By the way, is, that's pretty much the, the, no pun intended, that's pretty much the coolest last name. Yeah. It's like when you look at it, Ben McCool, that sounds like a, sounds like a superhero. Yeah. And what's, the, what's his brother's name? Luke. Luke, Luke McCool. I mean, that, that's, that doesn't even sound like a real person. Luke McCool, that is like, that's like superhero name. All right, and so um, how do you think that's going to be? I think it's just going to be really confusing for them because they're used to, like, okay, Luke goes to me and Ben goes to him. And okay. they're going to be like, nope, you got to switch. Okay, and do you know Chloe? No, but from what you've told me, you said that I need to get a good breakfast in. Yeah, get a good, get a good breakfast in, get a good night's sleep to keep up with her. So that she, she's gonna, but but that she'll, pre, she'll pretty much, uh, and you guys, I think you'll enjoy each other. So we've got, uh, the first thing we're going to be doing is uh, reading books to them. And hopefully everyone can bring in a book from their own childhood that, that if they still have it. Uh, if you have the book at home, whether or not you have the book, what book would you be reading to them, Keon? Oh, yeah. 
So when I was little, I would I loved this book. It's called Joseph Had an Overcoat. It was about a guy with an overcoat living in a little village, and uh, whenever his overcoat would get old and worn, and there would be patches all over it, yeah. he would uh, make something new out of it. Then he'll make a jacket. Then when the jacket will get old, he'll make a a vest. Okay. Then when the vest would get old, he'll make a tie. <laughs> then when the tie would get old and all uh, patched up, he'll make a handkerchief. Yeah. Okay. And what's the name of this book? Joseph had an over had an overcoat. All right. And Ben, what book would you bring bringing? Uh, probably like the first Magic Treehouse book. Okay. Really, Why? Uh, I don't know. Those books were like awesome to me as a okay. kid. Like, oh. All right. Do you have one of those at home still? I think I still like got the whole series. Okay. Well, I, I think definitely uh, on the whole, all the classes might be asking their parents to dig up an old box of books and finding that. But if nothing else, we'll go down to the library and ask Mr. Passarell if, we, if we've got books like that. All right, studio audience. When I say go, tell me the book that you're going to be reading to your kinder buddy and go. And there you go. That's what the Kinder Buddies uh, have, have to look forward to. All right. Well, you guys, it's been a fun. Uh, this is episode episode four of season two, but overall episode 19-ish, 20. This might be 20. I don't know. I have to check. One of these days I'll be on the It's 20. It's 20. Our judges have uh, just sent this in from our home office in Sacramento, California. Uh, that it is episode 20, but uh, episode 4 of season 2. All right, so next week, next week we're going to find out. Next week, let's try something different next week. And, and I want to get your opinion on this. Ben, Keon, next week, how about I just pick the two guests, whether they like it or not, and announce it on the beginning of Friday, and the studio audience comes up with questions for them. For example, I could have Kyla and Diego Morales up here, and you could ask them any question. Keon, if you could ask Diego Morales any question in the world, what would it be? And he had to answer it. And he had to answer it. I'm gonna let you think about it. Ben, if you if 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 Kyla had to answer any question in front of everyone in the class, what question would you ask her? Maybe this is a rhetorical question. <laughs> you have no idea. All right, well, let's think about that. What do you guys think about it? Let's do that next week? Yes. It might be, Kyla, it might be two other people. You never know. I'm going to pick two people to be our guests, and, uh, and everyone will write questions for them. Or we should have the questions first. Should we, have, should we let people know who the questions are for, or should we write the questions first and then someone has to answer them? Ah, uh, well, the sound, uh, the sound of the bell ringing means that uh, eighth graders are looking at their teachers saying, can we leave now? So with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. This has been another controversial episode of Classroom Radio. This is where the audience applauds. Yeah.